When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Anyway, a man who does know a little bit about the banter on a cricket field. He was, well, he used to be the New Zealand, the Black Caps batting coach. He was and the golf course. A mate. wielder of the willow, as you've written it in here, Ricardo, <laughs> which I quite like, of some repute. He's also a very fine man, a wonderful individual. He's a fellow Spark Sport commentator, and he's playing like golf with us in a few days. Well, are you playing today against him as well, I think, is. And it's Craig McMillan. Yep. Good morning, Macca. What an intro. Morning, boys. How's things? <laughs> well, I'm a little bit rough, actually, this morning, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, Mac, as you you know me well enough to understand, yesterday was a big day, cup day. So just got, got the balance of things slightly wrong. But it's great to speak to you, mate, and to talk to you about how the Black Caps are going over and over in uh, the UAE, they've been, it's been a fascinating ride so far. And What are your thoughts on, on uh, how they're going to go in the semi-final? Well, I think they're tracking the right way, Bears. I think they've been really impressive on a number of counts. I think each game they've actually improved and got better. I think um, all their key players have performed at some stage, have found some form. Um, and I think that they're just tracking in the right direction when you're heading into a semi-final. So... I've been pretty impressed with how they've gone. I think the bowling unit's doing a good job. Um, Salby and Bolt have been good at the top. Adam Milne's added some extra pace to the attack, and the spinners have done a good job. So all in all, I think they're in good health, and they should be very confident heading into the semi-final against England. Hey, Macca, Izzy here, mate. <clears throat> Looking forward to having a wee dabble with you today on the golf course, Clearwater. But, um, <laughs> mate, talk to us about England. Well, if you're the Black Caps, how do you attack a game when you're playing against England? What's the plan heading in? Um, you've got fast bowlers, spinners there, would, and the toss hasn't been a real major factor as of late. What would you be your plan of attack to attack an England side that has been pretty impressive throughout this tournament? Morning, as you say, hey, if England are a dangerous side, and they're dangerous because they keep attacking, they keep coming hard at you, mm. they go at one pace, so... They never back off. They keep coming, and that's just the way they play under the captaincy of Owen Morgan, which Baz will know a lot about. I think the key to playing England is that 
Um, obviously, when they bat, if you can pick up Josh Butler early, um, I think they'll probably throw best over the top. He worries me because he plays well against New Zealand and has been very consistent, a uh, bit of a thorn in our side for a number of years. But if you can keep picking up wickets, so in many ways you have to keep attacking England. Um, even though they're going to keep coming hard, hard at you, you've got to keep attacking them to put them off stride. And, and I think if New Zealand can do that and continue the way they've played in the last two or three games, then they can really they can upset England and they can put them off um, the game a little bit. Mate, they've been dealt a fair few injuries. Jason Roy's the one as of late. Who's the pressure on? Who's all the pressure on leading into this crucial semi-final for you? Well, I sort of hear about England's injuries. It's sort of like Crimea River, boys. I mean, we lost Lockie Ferguson at the start of the tournament. Who's, you know, our, let's be honest, he's our best T20 bowler, and, and we're not mentioning that or talking about that. So, please, Crimea River, you've got a couple of injuries. Um, every team has them during the tournament. But I think it's fair to say, and Baz, you'll probably agree, Jason Roy, losing Jason Roy at the top of the order is big for them because he really does set the momentum um, with the bat at the top. So that's good for New Zealand. Um, the pressure's on England. I mean, the way they've performed um, throughout the tournament, they were certainly one of the favourites going into the tournament, probably with India, top two sides. Um, they obviously lost their last game to South Africa, so um, so they're under a little bit of pressure there. So I think New Zealand don't have a lot of pressure on their shoulders, but I just think it's a good match-up. I look at the other semi-final, and I think of the three teams that are in the semis, um, I would rather be playing England than Pakistan or Australia right at this stage. Yeah, mate, I couldn't agree more with you, actually. I think England, with those two injuries, like they have been severely hampered, but it's mainly their firepower at the top of the order. Like They've, they've lost that one guy who can really land a blow on you um, right up the top. One, one question I really wanted to know from you, Mac, did you see the Daryl Mitchell to the top of the order coming at all before this tournament? No, I didn't, Baz. And sort of looking at the way New Zealand have gone through this tournament, you have to say that they made a couple of big calls already, haven't they? And that was yeah. the first one because I think we all saw Devin Conway at the top with his performances for New Zealand last summer. And, and really, you wouldn't expect there to be any change there because he performed so well. And then you've got a left and right-hand combination, which a lot of sides like as openers, don't they? But um, you have to say that I don't know who made that decision or where it came from, but it was a brave one, and, and so far it's worked pretty well. And then I guess they made the decision to change the balance with leaving Tim Seifert out and bringing in the extra bowler, which I think's actually added to the group. So they've made a couple of big calls, and, and I think that's impressive that during the tournament, you know, sometimes you just have to tweak here and there because conditions change against your opposition. You do actually have to be flexible, and New Zealand have done that, which shows, I guess, again, what we know about New Zealand is they're a smart side. And we've, we have to be smart because we don't have the resource and perhaps the firepower that some other sides have. So we just have to be a little bit flexible. And I, I think the captains led well from the front. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a cracker between these two sides. And it's been a couple of years in waiting, hasn't it, since we last faced off in a white yeah. ball match. So um, there's plenty of expectation, <laughs> I'm sure, from both countries. Yeah, just just on that, mate. So you talk about the smarts of New Zealand and, and Kane Williamson as captain as well. It's quite remarkable the ability to continue to be there or thereabouts in tournament play in these World Cups, whether it's One Day World Cup, T20 World Cup now, even Test Championship. What is it about the New Zealand side, which you mentioned that they're not the most resourced team around the world, 
but they just continue to be able to front up and perform and give themselves a chance. What is it which separates them? Well, I think a lot of work goes on behind the background, and I have to give some credit to the coaching staff there because um, you know they look at everything from every angle. They really do. Um, and I think when I look at some of the other sides, I don't think perhaps they put the time and effort um, in that they need to, to some areas. And conditions are a big thing. We saw at the 2019 World Cup, you know, heading into that World Cup, a lot of teams are scoring 300 plus, and and the talk was there's going to be big scores. But it actually, with the conditions um, and the time of year at that World Cup, 240, 250 was actually a winning total that you needed to get your head around. So there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that gets taken on board by the players. I think they're very resourceful in the way they go about the data that they get given. Um, and for me, Baz, there's no ego. You know, they have that flexibility that they, they don't get stuck saying, we can only play this way. New Zealand, to me, are the most flexible, um, innovative side in world cricket. And I think they're certainly the most consistent cricket side when you just mentioned the three different formats and the performances at the World Cups and one-day cricket, test cricket, and obviously now T20 cricket as well. I've heard a lot. Uh, Mac, about the conditions and sides have been able to adapt to their conditions a lot better and, and the toss was hugely important heading into this tournament but I felt as of late hasn't been a big factor. Who out of the t- these last four, who out of these last four are favourites and who has the ability or who has adapted to the conditions the best from your what you've seen so far? Well, obviously, I think New Zealand have done pretty well on the top of the list there. Is I think one of the good things for New Zealand is they're playing at Abu Dhabi, which is a ground that they know well of. Um, we had some success here a few years back. We beat Pakistan in a test series at that ground. So um, a majority of the players are in the T20 side were on that tour. So it's a ground that they've played quite a bit of cricket at. Um, they know well. They enjoy playing there. Um, there's some a good Kiwi presence um, in Abu Dhabi as well. Um, in terms of the top four, look, um, Australia always worry me. I mean, they were pretty awful at the start mm. of the tournament. But there's just something about Australia. They've got big match players. They've got um, World Cup winners in that side. Um, Pakistan have been impressive, only unbeaten side. But um, if I was picking a final from the four teams that we've got at the moment, I think it could well be a trans-Tasman clash, which I think mm. would be um, <laughs> enticing and exciting for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, oh, mate, I couldn't agree more with you, Macca. Yeah, I've been picking that, haven't I? Is I've been, yeah. I've been saying New Zealand Australia final, um, mate. So what about today? There's there's obviously a huge game going over, going on over in um, the UAE, but there's another massive game going on today on the links down in Christchurch. How, how's your golfing form, mate? Every Wednesday there is best. It's um, it's the talk of the week. Um, well, the talk is that some guy who hasn't been there for about two months is apparently coming out with a moon boot thinking that he's going to be good enough <laughs> to rock up and, and take some of the cash <laughs> off the boys. So, so everyone's looking forward to seeing, um, seeing that bloke turn up today and seeing what he's got. So, so I get oh, the benefit of being able worry. to see is in his studio, Mac, um, down the line here. And since 6am yeah. this morning, he's had his wedge and he's just been chipping his way around his, his <laughs> studio. <laughs> so he, he's ready for you, mate. He's ready to take you on, aren't you? I've got a plan. Well, so I've got a plan. The driver, when I'm driving, I use the moon boot. When I'm putting, I take it off. So I'm just on and off, on and off, mate. I've got, I've got a good plan for you, Mac. I love taking money from you too. 
Yeah, well, that doesn't happen that often, and to be fair, it's no surprise you've had to be tanked, because that is the weak part of your game. You drive at 400, and then chip at 30, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing, um, seeing if that's improved over the last couple of weeks. Oh, right, oh, we're going to get a wash-up tomorrow. I want to I know the, the scores tomorrow. Who, who took the money off who? It's been great to talk to you, okay. Macca, as always. Incredibly insightful, good fun. Thanks heaps for joining us, mate, on... On yeah, Baz and Izzy for breakfast as well. So much appreciated, Mac. Thanks, boys. My pleasure. Oh, it is Craig so McMillan, funny. of course, yeah. former Black Cat, former Black Caps batting coach and absolute champion bloke and fellow Spark Sport commentator. He's going to take Izzy's money this afternoon. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It is 7.52 in the morning. Plenty more shortly.